Hey guys, welcome back to the Real Estate Huddle, and this is episode 12. Uh, the title of this one is going to be, so I just bought my first house, now what? And we're going to talk about some of the things that you'll want to know or need to know right after your closing day um, that will make your life much better. And so um, there is a bit of a freak out moment, I think, for some buyers once they, they own a home and they're just like, holy cow, what did I do? Now I'm responsible for everything, you know, if you've been used to renting for a long time. Um, and so I would say first step is like utilities, right? How much you guys say? I feel like our closing mm-hmm. agents always help with the foundational mm-hmm. of getting connected with that. I, I had a client who was so focused on his internet, which not a big mm-hmm. issue in the grand scheme of things, but it was important. That's generally yeah. number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those things, the internet, you can get set up in advance with CenturyLink or Xfinity, whoever provides for your area. Mm -hmm. Um, And then utilities, Excel for energy is really, really easy. You just go on their website, put in your address and say, I'm the new guy paying for these utilities. Um, So that's super easy to get switched over as well. And then water and a lot of other things, title typically will handle that for you. Yep. I like what you said about it in advance, right? Probably at least a week in advance to set up internet and cable um, if you're doing those so that it's like ready to go by closing day. Mm -hmm. Because nowadays being unconnected from the internet, right, is kind of tough. Unless you've got a real good data plan. Probably not good. Same thing this time of year. If if they've turned it off sooner Mm -hmm. um, and it gets cold... Yep. You want to make sure it turns on as soon as it's yours. For sure. Yeah, especially with gas and electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Excel is the main provider here in, in the Denver metro area. But then you've got, like, down south, you've got Black Hills and IREA. Or there's a couple different ones for electric mm-hmm. or gas. So, you know, we always help our buyers know which ones they need to do and, and do it in advance mm-hmm. so that it's all set on that day of close so that it's transferring into their name and the, the power doesn't get shut off. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. If the power gets shut off then you're paying a couple hundred bucks for turn-on fees and and then you have you run the risk like chad said of of something freezing in, in the cold weather here in colorado so mm-hmm. don't want to experience that problem and then lastly on utilities if you don't have an hoa you might have to set up trash service um mm-hmm. or snow service in colorado to get you know your driveway cleared etc yeah. um so normally hoas handle that but well, another thing one. to connect the dots of a couple webinars or podcasts ago we talked about neighborhood stuff mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity to connect with some neighbors and ask them about their garbage provider yeah mm-hmm. definitely yeah and we always provide insight on that too you know as far as who the best trash companies are and stuff and um you know there's a couple good ones i'm a big fan of pro disposal and waste connections for people that are just getting into their first home in the denver metro area um that's typically a good fit but uh how, how do you connect with the HOA? We get that question all mm-hmm. the time. Like, how how's the HOA, you know, how am I going to connect with them to get payments set up and stuff? Um, they will find you. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you don't find you don't the HOA, they find you. They find you. They want money. <laughs> so, like, they'll email you right away. They'll send you something in the mail right away for you to connect payments up. Um, just know, like, nowadays, you probably prepaid your HOA payment up to like the first quarter or maybe even five or six months now. Mm -hmm. I've got a closing tomorrow where they've, they've been asked to to prepay it like five months. So it's, it's one of those things where, um, you may be good for a while, but you want to make sure that that's set up on, on auto pay for most people. It's just the easy way Mm -hmm. to go hands-free and then you don't have to worry about it. 
Yeah, prepaids, I think, is a great point, too. So you're typically going to prepay your mortgage, um, property tax, a lot of those things. Um, so the common question is, like, when is my first mortgage payment? Typically, you already paid for that first month, so it's going to skip a month before you have a mortgage payment. Um, and with the HOA, you know, depending on how much you prepaid, you may not have to for a few months. So let's get more specific on that. So like if I close on April 29, when is my first payment? May 1st. Well, April January. 29. Oh, I'm sorry. June skip 1st. Skip a month. Yeah. So, so June oh, 1st, right? What if I close on May 1st? When's my first payment? July 1st. Still, this yeah. would be July 1st. Okay. So that's the difference Three between days. closing at the end of the month compared to the beginning of the month. If you close at the end of the month, your first mortgage payment is going to come up on you sooner, but your prepaid interest cost is going to be higher. So your closing yeah, cost. To is Jackson's higher. point, it's generally that it's nothing's free. It was built into your closing cost. Yep. It's yep. just from a cash flow perspective, we say you have two months before you pay your first payment. Yeah. One side of the coin is like you already, you know, it's not free, you paid it, but the other, you know, side of that cash, cash is, can, right? Right, yeah. Well, and like you already got it taken care of at closing. People say, what are these closing costs for? Like, what are all, is this all fees? And it's like, well, the good news is some of that is coming back to you and you're paying your own bills in advance. So yeah. it's not all going to the title company or, you know, into the air. Yeah, it is nice to have that little buffer though, because you just like broke your piggy bank to like buy this house, <laughs> and you have like forty-five days or almost sixty days in some cases to make that first payment. So that's always mm -hmm. helpful. Um, what are some other common questions that people will ask, or things that they need to know at, at closing? Yeah, just some general like homeowner things <laughs> that uh, you know I think people may not know. Um, replacing your air filter is something with the furnace. Most inspectors I've talked to. They recommend replace it at least once a month, get the cheapest air filter that there is, and just be consistent replacing it. Um, that's something that you need to do. And then the other thing is just some people, frankly, don't know if something stops working. Hey, I need to go to my electric panel and check the breaker for this. Um, if you, know, you need to shut off the water, you want to make sure you know where that water shutoff is. If a month ago at inspection, you know, they told you you might forget. And once you have an emergency, you don't yeah. want to be trying to go into your email and look at the inspection report and figure it out. Um, That's so, a big one. Here, yeah. here in Colorado, especially with the freezing temperatures and mm -hmm. how easy it is for a pipe to freeze and then cause a leak somewhere. Um, yeah. I think it's huge to know where that water shut off is so you can stop the problem right away. Mm -hmm. Or if you're out of town, you can instruct someone on how to, how to stop the problem. Yeah. And uh, that leads right into sprinkler blowouts. Mm -hmm. I know in some other warmer climates that's not required, um, but it is pretty much required here to have somebody blow out the sprinkler system, get all the water out so that it doesn't freeze the pipes. Um, and that's definitely one where I think, especially some warmer climate folks might not know that that's something that they need to do. And people get busy. You want to book that in advance. Trying to get a last minute sprinkler blowout is difficult. Yeah, so when should you blow out your sprinklers? Uh, I would say October. Yeah, typically October. Yeah, yeah, typically like mid-October, I would say, or end of October is when most people do it. But we might even have a freeze beginning of October, late September that happens sometimes. So you just want to watch the weather, see if the weather is getting under freezing temps at night, and that's when you want to think about doing that. Yeah, your first frost date, like depending on the temperature, you can always look up for wherever you are. So you can just look up like Highlands Ranch, 
first time that it's going to be under freezing and they should have a prediction of generally when that's going to be. So a couple of thoughts on this. One is brand new neighbor, maybe you don't know yet, but pretty soon you're going to know who that neighbor is, the guy who's always on the front end of things. Keep an eye when he turns his water off. <laughs> Within a couple of weeks, probably time to turn your water off. Yeah. In our case, um, two things about sprinklers, but it depends on who you buy your home from. So it's like do unto others. Like this is how I want to turn my home on because they gave us this thick uh, a binder, which I re refer to today, one of which was how to turn off the sprinkler system on and off. We also, the benefit of us, we have a slope that we don't need to have it blown up because we have the benefit of gravity. You may have that now when you're, mm -hmm. when you have the, you know, walkout basement. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, but think about that on the flip side because you're kind of beholden to whoever you're buying your home from at some point. You can ask mm -hmm. a lot of questions or we, your agents, can ask a lot of questions and try to extract this. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they will give you a large portion of these questions that you may not have answered yet. Yep. Yeah. And that's and kind of what I'd like to do when, you know, when I move on is pass that along. Yeah. yeah. And it just reminds me in terms of getting stuff done early, um, there's, you know, a couple things that you can do. I would say ask questions during inspection. That's your one time where you have an expert on the systems of your home right there. And so if you have any questions, don't be shy or embarrassed to ask. That's definitely your opportunity. And I know that buyers who take notes during inspection and are, ask questions typically are not the ones who have like the emergency where they say, oh man, I didn't do this. So we can't, we can't speak for all um, inspectors. Yeah. Um, different people, different strokes for different folks. But we have several that we use who are perfectly happy to have the homeowner there mm -hmm. almost looking over their shoulder, taking those notes, and they'll point out that's the water shutoff. Yep. This is where the mm -hmm. sprinkler system is. This is the yeah, first absolutely. box. Here's the secondary you know, panel they put when they redid the basement, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and that's, <clears throat> you know, one of the, the things is your, your furnace, right? It's such a big component of your home. And so you want to make sure that you have a good plan to maintain, maintain that furnace and, and, you know, have proper maintenance schedule on it. And a big shout out to, to Sparks Heating and Air. Um, they have a great maintenance plan where it's two uh, cleanings and, and servicing appointments a, a year for $195. And they provide you with all the filters. Like pretty amazing. And how much is, I'm, I'm a first time homeowner, how much is it to replace it if I don't maintain my HVAC system? Like six grand, six grand. right? Five to six grand. Typically. So Just 195 for versus six grand, definitely better to be preventative and get that serviced. I know typically it's recommended once a year to get them serviced. So yeah, twice a year is, you know that you're doing everything you can to keep that system yep. going as long as it can. Totally. I, have a, I have a wise you know, parent in my life. And one of the things he always told us was don't economize on your health. And I think mm. that translates here, spend 195 bucks a month because the off, you know, the alternative mm. is so much more expensive. Anyway, take care of stuff, mm. make it last. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it and takes a little money, but it saves you a lot. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, you know, like pride of ownership, get stuff fixed right away. Things can degrade. And, you know, once you have that list of deferred maintenance items that don't get attended to, they can become bigger and more expensive problems. Um, and then just another thing that some people honestly don't think of until they close on their house is where's the mailbox? 
You know, you need to get your mail key. You need to know where you're going to go to get the mail. Um, I've had people and like, I, you know, I've, I've told them where the mailbox is, but they have that moment right after closing where they're like, wait, where, where do I go to get my mail? And I'm like, down here to the left, you know? So um, just stuff like that where taking notes, doing stuff proactively um, and listening to a podcast like this, knowing what to do um, will definitely help you and save you a ton of money. Um, and time as, as a first-time homeowner. Lean on us. We've done this more often than the, typically our buyers or our sellers. Yeah, and hopefully you just worked with a great agent who helped you buy your home. Um, that's another thing. If you need an HVAC person, a plumber, an electrician, we work with those people all the time. We know who has a good reputation. Um, typically, you know, we can probably get you better pricing as well. Um, so ask your real estate professional. Um, if they know what they're doing, they should be able to recommend people to you um, so that you don't just have to go through Google and read a bunch of reviews and be like, yeah. are these reviewers crazy or is this like a bad <laughs> tradesman? So much better that way. So you'll get some funny, your mailbox will blow up, by the way. Oh, yeah. As soon as you buy a house, mailbox goes crazy. And when that happens, you get some funny pieces of mail, right? One of the first ones is you'll, you'll get like six different offerings for, for like a, a copy of your deed, mm -hmm. right? So be aware of that. That's kind of a, a spam thing that goes out. And it's legal because they are providing a service, but they're charging you like $80 for a copy of your deed, which is free. You can just call your title agent and call the title company and they'll give you a free copy of your yep. deed. So you, you don't need that, but you'll get bombarded by that. You'll get a ton of offerings for mortgage, uh, life insurance, basically. Mm -hmm. um, those are some of the common ones that I saw all the time. And I'm not going to tell you not to do that if you want to be extra protected, you know, to have your mortgage paid off in the, in the event that you pass away. Um, but I got so many of those. It was like every day I was opening another one. Um, and then just ads, coupons. Some of them are good. Like some of the coupons are like, man, I want to say well, that. Well, for like one. blinds or like typical new homeowner items, you will get you guys, coupons. Yeah. Bed, Bath & Beyond. Are you uh, old enough? Bed, Bath & Beyond. That's a past thing. Do you guys remember the welcome wagon? Mm -mm. Do you remember the concept? No. The welcome wagon, the, the concept was this literal um, basket that real they would sell to real estate agents. They would deliver it to the new homeowners mm. full of all those offers, full of some tchotchkes and some snacks and such. Mm -hmm. But basically, it was the turnkey. What it became is you're moving into a house. What do you need to do? Here was here plus save 25 bucks at Applebee's and such and such. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Years ago, remember I was talking about AOL in the sort of local days? They purchased... Um, the welcome wagon as a way to get more local didn't work but anyway that's what a lot of what we're talking about is how can mm -hmm. you encapsulate these needs at the time when you need them in a easy to manage and remember and access way yeah yep and just one thing real quick that i thought of documents if you ever need any of your real estate documents we will keep those for you contact your real estate professional and just say hey i need xyz we have that on file and we'll get it sent over to you. Um, I know that's another one where sometimes people aren't the best about saving everything during the buying process. And so later on, they'll say, hey, do you have a copy of this? So that's definitely something. Just contact your real estate professional and they can help you Certainly out. Certainly within Remax. That's a yep. big... 
Yep. Good service we provide. And then, yeah, last two things I would say is, like, if you work with us, we, we love to throw a housewarming party for you so that mm-hmm. you can, now that you're closed, get to meet the neighbors, meet, you know, have some people over. We talked about that a couple episodes ago, but just want to mention that again. And then last but not least, you want to track your, your value of your home. So mm-hmm. maybe you put 3 or 5% down and you're trying to knock off mortgage insurance, which happens when you get to 20% down, right? And knowing when you should refinance, when you should get a home equity line of credit, when you should do these things, like all di- is, is dictated by what your value is, right? So if you, if you have, uh, like for us, we track that value every year for you, give you an annual review. That's a hands-on thing, not just like a, a, um, you know, a, a tech tool mm-hmm. that, that spits out a home value based on algorithms. But we actually look at comps, send you your annual review every year and make sure that we're, you know, that that partner for you in real estate for life, right? Mm-hmm. To, to help you understand where that, that value is. So that can be a big deal going forward as well. So these are a few things that we think you should know uh, that will make your life easier after you buy that first home. Um, and if there's any other questions that you have, if you just bought a first home and you're like, man, I need to know more about this that you mentioned, um, give us a call, reach out. You can send a message or chat on, on this uh, thread as well. And we're happy to get back to you and, and provide information to you. So thanks for joining us today for episode 12. We've got a dozen episodes under our belt now. It feels good. Um, and we'll keep them coming. All right. Thanks all. All right. Awesome.